When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And right now, Jamie, it is solidly road trip season. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess I should say it's pretty much always road trip season in my book. (laughs) I am a a sucker for a good road trip, but fall is a darn good time to set off on a road trip here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, Jim, I I have to agree wholeheartedly. I mean, look, you've got um, the perfect temperatures usually this time of year. Uh, you have, uh, the roads are all going to be clear of snow, which is a big deal. I mean, you can drive pretty much anywhere, uh, for at least the early fall anyway. Um, you know, you might have some fall color there in some of the deciduous forests of Oregon. Uh, you know, there's just so many reasons to go out there. I mean, also we're after Labor Day. I mean, a lot of those crowds you see during the summer are mostly going to be gone from a lot of these places. So, Jim, I think you're right. This is the time to get out in the car and explore a little bit more of our state. Totally. I mean, you have described before here on the show, and I I think it's kind of what you tell folks looking for a little inside scoop. September is the time to travel in Oregon. It really is a great time of year. Uh, you know, potential wildfire smoke uh, or wildfire activity notwithstanding. It is a great time to set out, go somewhere new, experience a corner of the state that maybe requires a little more driving than you want to do when, I don't know, your AC is kind of on the fritz in your old car and, you know, you've got a long (laughs) way to travel during the hot summer months. You know, that's not something that I've ever had experience with, let's say. No, no, I mean, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't possibly be the case. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, those crisp nights where it's like, okay, do I still want my shorts and t-shirt or should I grab that uh, blanket and sweatshirt out of the back? You know, should I just pack the baseball cap or, well, maybe a winter hat as well, just to be safe. You know, it's perfect. I I think there's, yeah, there's a magic about this time of year and uh, a magic about getting in the car and traveling someplace new. Jamie, to kind of uh, capitalize on that confluence of factors here. We are going to visit here on the show today, hypothetically visit, I suppose. We're staying right where we are, but Oregon's 15 scenic byways or essentially driving routes that snake through 
every beautiful nook and cranny of the state. And Jamie, we've referenced these here on the show before, but I think they are plenty deserving of their own episode. I mean, we could start anywhere, right? We could start Columbia River Gorge to the coast, Cascades, Eastern Oregon. Uh, What's your flavor? Pick your poison. It's probably a bad way to refer to it, but where are we going first? (laughs) Jim, in my mind, if we're doing uh, road trips this time of year, scenic byways, my mind first goes to the Cascade Mountains. Because like I said, these are areas that are either going to be snowed in for a lot of the year um, or are going to be some of the busiest areas in the summertime. So uh, for for my pick, when I want to go out and, and explore some areas um, after Labor Day, crowds have thinned, roads are clear, go check out some of these, these great, beautiful scenic byways in the Cascade Mountains. And one of them, Jim, that I'm actually going to do this fall is the Cascade Lakes Scenic Byway, which is oh, there right. just uh, just about west of Bend. Um, and it looks just like an absolutely beautiful spot. Have Have you been before? You know, I've been to bits and pieces around it. I don't think mm-hmm. I've I've done like the full scenic byway. And that's kind of what I like about doing these scenic byways. It's like, sure, I've seen some of these lakes, some of these areas, but really trying to do end to end the scenic byway allows you to see things and explore areas that maybe you would just pass over for whatever reason. And I really like that about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, this is one that I have done. I'm nearly certain I have done in its entirety. And this stretches uh, kind of from, uh, you know, roughly southeast of Oak Ridge along Oregon 58, kind of hang a left, if you will, coming from Oak Ridge and drive through this beautiful, what I would consider, I mean, it feels like a backcountry area. I mean, you're truly, you were driving through the wilderness. I, there, I'm sure there's some development out there. No, there's a lodge, at least uh, one Elk Lake Lodge is out there. Um, but I mean, driving through this absolutely stunning vistas, tons of little lakes, rivers connecting, you know, different portions of it. Of course, you've got the Three Sisters Mountains out in the distance, Mount Bachelor there. And then you end up in Bend. What's not to love? Uh, you know, a, a pretty good uh, day's work, to say the least. Yeah, I think that's exactly it, Jim. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. There's so many of these things to do there. Mount Bachelor is there. Um, you've got a, a multiple lodges and resorts there on the lakes. And the name says it all, Cascade Lakes. I mean, there are, I'm not sure the exact number, but, you know, at least four, five, six, seven different lakes that are in this area, sizable lakes too, um, some of them. So these areas where you get some of those really nice images of the mountains over the lake, um, some opportunities for boating for paddling uh, or some hiking areas around there, being able to go to the Three Sisters Wilderness. There's some, you know, classic trailheads there um, that leave off of the scenic byway to go up into that area. Um, this is just, I mean, it's an area there are people who, if, if you've backpacked or hiked around those wilderness areas, you know this spot already. But some people may just kind of go over from Bend over to Bachelor and over to the Three Sisters and not go south and do that whole thing. I think that's pretty much what I've done before. But going along that whole route gives you access to these other lakes, these other places. And Jim, my plan is to do it end to end, camp out for a couple nights um, and just go check out like literally all of these lakes. <laughs> I want to go see every single one of the ones that are on the scenic byway because each one is different. Each one has its own different views and quirks. And I, I love that about this kind of exploration. Man, that is great. I think last time I was down in that area, posted up at one of these lakes, made just some some dinner, some easy 
uh, you know, my reputation precedes me. It was most likely some ramen or something like that. <laughs> I made some dinner. One of these picnic tables, you know, posted up, enjoyed kind of, uh, you know, an evening with Mount Bachelor as my backdrop. Maybe it was South Sister as the backdrop. Anyway, one of the very big, beautiful mountains there. And uh, I mean, again, what's not to love? But Jamie, this is one, uh, if you want to hit it, hit it now because this uh, the road, uh, the scenic byway itself closes beyond Mount Bachelor in the wintertime. So that is the end of the road. Once, uh, you know, the powers that be uh, at the Oregon Department of Transportation, presumably say winter is here and we are no longer, uh, I think they gate the road, essentially. So do it now, make a plan, do it before the snow flies. Yeah. Well, Jim, tell me when you when you're thinking about these scenic byways, which of them comes to mind to you first? I mean, my goodness, there are so many good options here that cover all corners of the state. Um, another one that immediately kind of jumps out at me and a place that I am going this fall, um, is up to McKenzie Pass near Sisters. Mm-hmm. So the McKenzie Pass, Santium Pass scenic byway. I am going to be riding the McKenzie Pass scenic bikeway, uh, on my bicycle with the goal of checking out, uh, a beautiful observatory at the top of this bike route, uh, essentially riding from sisters go uphill, uphill, uphill. You can see me kind of, uh, you know, wiggling my way up, uh, up the hillside here on the bike, stopping at the lava rock constructed D right observatory, which essentially gives this massive, uh, you know, uh, holistic view of the mountains so on and so forth around and kind of this moonscape of lava rock and uh, then set off going down the other side of the pass heading down over the McKenzie river. And uh, you know, if I, uh, if I'm feeling up to it, feeling, feeling good about it, stopping at a hot spring down there too. Oh, there you go. So gotta do that. Um, yeah. So that area is calling my name right now. Uh, the McKenzie Pass, Santium Pass Scenic Byway is 82 miles and a, a big loop, Jamie. And I don't know mm-hmm. about you, but I am a sucker for a loop trip. Yeah. Because, loop. Uh, you know, more so than an out and back, you're going to see different things the whole time. There's, I mean, just looking at the map here on the Travel Oregon website, setting off from Sisters, let's say, and you are just traveling through green on the map the whole time absolutely beautiful territory big views of the surround you know the area mountains and uh you know plenty 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 uh to spend a day checking out to say the least yeah yeah this is a spot that um it kind of rings mount washington um so you're gonna have some views of that mountain pretty much the entire way you should um, people who have taken US 20 out to Sisters will know sort of the northern part of this route, um, that goes past Black Butte and some of those, um, some of those de- sort of that desert wilderness area where you've got a lot of caves and such out there. Um, but you know, taking, like you said, Jim, these, these back roads, these seasonal roads back out through the wilderness areas is just a, a really awesome opportunity to see some of those views and some of that stuff you don't get to see every day. Uh, so I think that that's kind of the theme I think that's emerging here of these scenic byways, getting out there to see things that you, you don't normally get to see and, you know, getting a, a little bit of a fresh angle on, on Oregon. 
I do know that McKenzie Pass is closed in the winter time. Uh, mm-hmm. They gate it. You can't do it in the winter uh, unless you're willing to, uh, you know, go up on your skis, do a little uh, backcountry skiing to get up there to see that view in the winter time. Snowshoes, uh, whatever you're means of transportation might be but uh if you want to drive it again do it now hatch a plan yeah i think that that's that's the idea here and what's nice about these is that you can have some flexibility about planning these scenic byway trips you just need a place to stay at one end yep um and you can do it pretty much in an overnighter um you know drive out to one end of it say the night before um stay the night and then the next day drive back the length of it and go home um, I mean, that's, of course, depending on, you know, which scenic byway and how far away it is from where you live. And because some of these, Jim, are pretty remote. Um, yeah. But I think the first one that I ever did was um, the High Desert Discovery Scenic Byway, which is uh, way out there in the southeast corner of Oregon. Um, and this basically goes um, from Burns south past the Malheur National Wildlife Refuge and out there skirting the edge of Steens Mountain. Um, so, I mean, we're you're talking mountain views earlier and forests, and this is just the exact opposite. I mean, it is like empty high desert, which for some people, not your cup of tea, totally mm-hmm. get that. But for those who like that kind of wide open desert expanse, it does not get any better than this driving for 127 miles, five to seven hours. This is not a loop. It's like a one way deal. Um, just going out there um, and just spending just so many hours out there on the road. I, I think for me being out in that kind of empty, not quite empty, I guess, but that arid desert landscape, it just allows my mind to quiet so much when I'm mm-hmm. in the car. Like I've done this drive by myself before um, and, you know, it parts of it with other people as well, but there's just that, I love that opportunity just to quiet down and just, you know, sort of melt into that landscape. It's just so nice. Well, and Jamie, you have sung the praises of the Steens Mountain Wilderness uh, in that region at large uh, here on the show before. And we were just talking off air how, you know, kind of every year I say, oh, you know, that's a that's a trip I want to take down to the Steens and Alvar Desert area. And every year I have uh, not taken that trip basically i've i've done something else said oh it's too far maybe next year so on and so forth but some of the photos that you have brought back of the steens mountain wilderness in that area in fall color is i mean it's up there with some of the most gorgeous vistas that you've captured here uh, during your time as a travel reporter for the oregonian uh, and oregon live yeah, Steens is really special. Every time I'm there, I think I need more time here. <laughs> um, but like you said, it takes so long to drive out there. Um, but, you know, the, um, speaking of Steens, I think this offers us a really good opportunity to talk about um, these scenic byways and some of their, I guess you'd call them their, their cousins, the Oregon tour routes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting this information, by the way, from Travel Oregon, um, who sort of manages and um uh, so presents this information. Um, the Scenic Byways program is an uh, ODOT program, Oregon Department of Transportation. Um, but Travel Oregon has a great website where they show all of this information. I've written some stories myself as well about this um, and you just sort of update the information as it's been updated. But um, we're talking about Steens Mountain. You've got the Scenic Byway, like I just said, that leads all the way down there. But what you can do is once you get to Steens Mountain, pop off and take the Steens Loop tour route. 
Um, and so this, the difference between a tour route and a scenic byway is essentially a scenic byway is all paved road. Um, it's meant to be stuff. You can go and get some great views from your car. It's safe. It's easier. Tour routes might go along gravel roads, um, or some like high clearance roads in some cases. So you want to make sure we have four wheel drive or a good vehicle for that. And they're designed for, for, to take people places where you get out of your car and you go see stuff. So Steens mountain, for example, this loop is just a long loop that goes around up to and down Steens mountain. Um, it's about 59 miles in all. Uh, but it takes you to all these, these really great viewpoints overlooking Steens mountain. Um, and just, I mean, as you're driving, the whole drive is basically good viewpoints. Um, but you can get a look into some, like you said, Jim, some of these forested canyons that um, are full of aspen trees that turn these beautiful colors in the fall. Um, and there's these just these huge, big views looking down the mountain out into the desert. Um, it's really a different kind of spot, and it's really a special place to go check out. So combining some of these scenic byways with some tour routes, if you have that capability, is a really nice way to go about doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely offers that variety and, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, motivation, if you will, to get off the beaten path, literally speaking, and head out, uh, in search of a little something new. While we're out there in the Oregon desert, uh, another one of these scenic byways that jumps out at me, and it, it says it all in the name right here. The journey through time scenic byway. I mean, that just sounds cool. Uh, we're talking, you know, what's going on here and what's going on here is this oh, yeah. really, um, you know, a, a pretty impressive 286 mile route from the Columbia River Gorge, uh, east of the Dalles to all the way down snaking through the desert to Baker City, Oregon. So kind of the uh, capital, if you will, of Eastern Oregon, though that's not literally the case. Um, I mean, we're talking, this is going to take you right by, oh, I don't know, the Painted Hills, one of the wonders of Oregon. Um, It's going to begin at the Columbia River, an amazing place in and of itself. (laughs) Um, we're going to do John Day Fossil Beds National Monument. I mean, uh, geez, if we're talking like variety is the spice of life, uh, you know, take a journey back through time, if you will, uh, on this scenic byway. Yeah, so many cool stuff in there. I mean, just learning about the the history of this land, um, the natural history of it, about, you know, getting out to the Painted Hills and checking out these old fossils of these weird animals that are out there. When they say journey through time, and we're talking about prehistory, we're talking about a time when like toad horses roamed this area, um, which is wild to think about um, and just so cool to experience. Um you know, not just seeing cool things, but uh, learning great information and being able to imagine um, what this land looked like in different steps of its evolution. I think that's just so fun. For sure. And continuing kind of my same theme as before, I have visited this area um, with my bike and have ridden part of the Painted Hills Scenic Bikeway. Um, this is 161 miles. Its difficulty is listed as, quote, extreme. Um I let's just put it uh, this way. I had one of the most strenuous physical experiences of my life. I think I think that's safe to say uh, on the Painted Hills scenic by 
bike way uh, with a lot of climbing, kind of a underprepared for how difficult uh, this was going to be type scenario. Uh, a friend and I, we did not ride 160 some miles, but did a portion of the bike way and uh, got our butts kicked to say the least. But that is not to say don't go check it out. I would say even more of a reason to go check it out. If you want to uh, bring your bike, it is another beautiful place to get some riding in. So, Jamie, of course, there are several other, more than several, many other scenic byways here that we could discuss. But first, we are going to take a short break. All right, folks, we are back talking about Oregon's glorious scenic byways, which, of course, offer a litany of options for some perfect road trips here in the Northwest this fall. And Jamie, we've rattled off a couple of the byways that strike our fancy, but there are so many more. And I'm curious if you had the run of the road where you would head next. Well, Jim, when I'm looking at these lists of different byways, there are uh, a handful that come to mind that actually have their own special designation. So we did not include them in this list of 15 scenic byways because they don't necessarily abide by the same rules um, uh, that define scenic byways. But these are considered all American roads. Um, and looking at the list of these all American roads, Boy, Jim, these are like the heavy hitters. When you think about scenic <laughs> drives in Oregon, these are the ones that, you know, you show off to your out-of-town friends, right? Mm -hmm. Historic Columbia River Highway uh, is one of those. Um, Pacific Coast, I mean, just going down 101, yeah. that's what that's all it is. It's just the 101 in Oregon. Um, that is an also obviously just a great drive. Um, and then you have a couple of these ones, the, the volcanic legacy, um, scenic byways, another one of these all American roads that takes you around to the crater lake area. And one of my favorites though, is, um, the hell's Canyon scenic byway, which is the fourth all American road here in Oregon. And one that, uh, takes you to I, honestly, Jim, what I think is one of the best, uh, least visited natural attractions in the state of Oregon, which is hell's Canyon itself. I mean, it is. An absolutely spectacular site, but so few people go there because it is a it is a schlep to get out there. Yeah, you gotta get on the move. I mean, that is uh, what I, I'm guessing here. What what is your guess? I'm gonna look up from the Oregonian office how far it is to get to Hell's Canyon. What do you What do you think? Oh my god, uh, I'm gonna I six and a half hours. Okay, let's see, seven to get to like the Hat Point Overlook, which is like the main primary mm -hmm. uh, viewpoint of Hell's Canyon. That's like the spot. If you can hear me clicking along here, here we go. Uh, we are saying from the Oregonian office in downtown Portland right now, we are talking seven hours and 27 minutes Ooh. is what it says to get there. 382 miles. So it is a trek. It is basically, yeah. <laughs> um, it is basically Idaho uh, is essentially the deal there. Yeah. So for those who aren't familiar with um, Hell's Canyon, this is basically um, the Snake River Canyon um, that forms that northeast border between Idaho and Oregon. Um, if you go out to um, Joseph, uh, the town of Joseph up there for uh, the Wallawa Mountains, Hell's Canyon is right there. So, I mean, if you're spending some time up in the Wallawas, you got no excuse not to go to Hell's Canyon, too. Um, it's you need, you know, a car that can handle gravel roads um, pretty well. Um, there's definitely some, you know, uh, 
some rougher roads. I think it's not anything a four a car with four wheel drive can't handle. But once you get up there, I mean, this is the deepest river gorge in the U.S. So um, Grand Canyon, beautiful. Not as deep, though, as Hell's Canyon is. And that is just an astounding fact to me. That is <laughs> that wild. We just totally gloss over, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I feel like if you just did kind of a person on the street style interview and you went down to Pioneer Courthouse Square and you said, what's up with Hell's Canyon? Do you know where it is, what it is, what what river runs through it? I don't know. You think half of people would know a thing about Hell's Canyon? Yeah, I mean, you think I, they would? I'm going to be optimistic okay. and think a lot of Oregonians would would be able to to know this, but I I think you're probably right, and a lot of people wouldn't. Um, and that's that's you know, no, not everyone. That's no problem. You know, it's not a strike against your yeah. Oregonianness. Uh, <laughs> just I, I think it's truly a, a a place that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. So taking this all American road, this Hell's Canyon scenic byway, is is a great way to check it out. Um, they have this kind of running from the town of Legrand, um, going up and around through Joseph, um, up to Hell's Canyon, and then out and back down to Baker City. So basically going I-84 and then way out there and then back to I-84 um, as a 208-mile journey that will take you about seven to eight hours to do. So this is a bit of a doozy um, <laughs> to get out there. Um, if you don't want to do that whole thing and you want to see Hell's Canyon – hang out in Joseph for a few days, a few nights, um, and just take a day trip up to do the um, various Hell's Canyon viewpoints. I did that once, had a great old time. Great old time indeed. Uh, I think a lot of folks would get a big kick out of that. Uh, Jamie, those four uh, also just have the cool distinction distinction of being called all American roads. Uh, you know, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm good. just going to check out another all American road. It's <laughs> no big deal. It's fine. Um, yeah. You know, uh, if you will there. Uh, but Jamie, bumping back to, I mean, our, our state scenic byways here, there are just so many good ones. We've talked, of course, uh, a bunch about Eastern Oregon here to move in the other direction. One that jumps out at me, um, and this is perhaps due in part to the photo that Travel Oregon has attached to it, but the Trees to See Scenic Bikeway, mm -hmm. another really, really good name. And this starts in Banks, and uh, that's rural Washington County for the uninitiated, and basically goes through the coast range on Oregon 6 and drops you out, as uh, the name would imply, at the Pacific Ocean. And Jamie, every time you do this drive, it's like you're, you are driving just through such any of the drives to the coast, such different landscapes. I mean, starting in this instance in the Willamette Valley and rising kind of, uh, you know, through the coast range, really dense forest, Tillamook State Forest there. And then, uh, just that nice ride downhill to the ocean, uh, is really, uh, uh, what I would consider kind of one of the Oregon experiences you have to have. Yeah, I mean, I, I would guess that this is of the scenic byways. This is one that most people listening have probably done yeah. before. Um, I mean, if you've taken, you know, Oregon Route 6 out to Tillamook, uh, you have done almost all of the scenic byway already. Uh, this is one of the things I love doing on, say, like um, just a weekend day uh, is going out to the Tillamook State Forest, doing a hike, say, up Elk Mountain or um, down along the Wilson River Trail. And if it's still light enough, say if it's a summer day, um, just continuing on down out to the coast through Tillamook, 
and um, going out to Cape Mears Beach, which is in the north side of Cape Mears, and watching the sunset out there. I've done that a couple different times, and it is just a fabulous experience. Man, uh, you're talking my language here. You are, of course, the known uh, coastal expert here on the show. I definitely <laughs> spend less time out there than one might imagine, given our proximity. But, uh, man, hard to beat. Beautiful scenery. Uh I don't know, Jamie, is there anything more you want to hit? I feel like we could keep going uh, on this. This could be a, a, an easy, like, triple length episode. <laughs> Good. You know, we'll drop some links to some of these lists of the scenic byways uh, here in the show notes and um, on the post on Oregon Live. So I, I would just say, hey, you know, see what looks good to you. See if there's a scenic byway that passes through any towns you've been meaning to stay at. Again, this is a perfect time to explore this stuff. Early fall, this is when you can get out there and see pretty much every part of the state that you want to see. Yes, sir. It is a great time to get out there, folks. Take advantage of it. Get out there and enjoy it. And uh, until next time here on the podcast, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show is produced by me, Jim Bryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.